0: happy monday everybody and welcome to another episode of this podcast it is technically tuesday already but today i will summarize monday's trading day and the earnings reports we got on that day sit back relax and enjoy today's episode Today's trading day has mostly been a back and forth, but the big US indexes finished the trading day in the green. We got some more very interesting earnings today from US banks and also some more hawkish comments from Fed officials. KBW Bank reported, according to the Financial Times, a 9.2% decline in State Street shares after reported quarterly profits, missed expectations and deposits were down 5% in the first three months of this year. However, the KBW Bank Index still finished the trading day in the green by 1.4%. The same story is told by Charles Schwab. Schwab reported an 11% decline in deposits in the first quarter. However, the shares of Charles Schwab still finished the trading day up by 3.94%. According to a UBS analyst, the reports were still better than anticipated. Shares of m and Corp jumped almost 7% after this bank reported strong results today. Now, some of of you might wonder why we are seeing such a significant drop in deposits. The answer is actually pretty simple. Treasury yields have risen significantly compared to a year ago, and they now offer a higher return than leaving your money in deposits. This means that people are essentially taking their money out of deposits so that they can invest in treasuries that now offer a higher return. After the collapse of a couple of U.S. regional banks, some are also going to the big U.S. banks for safety. JP Morgan, Wells Fargo and Citigroup all reported earnings on Friday that have been way better than anticipated. Mohamed El-Erian said something very interesting after those numbers were reported. He asked uh, Bloomberg Surveillance the question, uh, and I quote, when will we finally stop calling this a banking crisis, end of quote. He believes that this has only been a tremor in the banking sector and the earnings of the big US banks show that this indeed is not a banking crisis. Other than that, we got some more hawkish comments today from Fed officials. The Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkins said today, according to Bloomberg, that he wants to see more evidence that inflation is really falling back to the 2% target. This is very similar to what the Cleveland Fed President said a couple of weeks ago. She said that the Fed needs more evidence that inflation is indeed on a sustainable downward trajectory towards the 2% target. The current inflation data does not seem to show that, even though we are seeing a decrease in headline inflation, core inflation remains very sticky. Christopher Waller, the Fed governor, believes that we have not made significant progress with core inflation. In addition to that, UBS analysts wrote today, according to the Financial Times, that, quote, the labor market is still reasonably strong. Historically, the Fed has not cut rates when unemployment has been this low. As a result, we think that the Fed will likely need to keep monetary policy restrictive. End of quote. Stocks have also been slightly up today because investors are preparing for the earnings reports of big US banks tomorrow. The market seems to be optimistic about those because of the good numbers that were reported by JP Morgan, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo on Friday last week. Shares of Bank of America are up today by 2.86% and shares of Morgan Stanley are up 2.98%. Both banks are reporting earnings tomorrow. Now, Monday was a relatively quiet day and that could simply end up being a momentary lull because nearly 60 S&P 500 index companies are expected to report results in the days ahead, according to Randy Frederick, Managing Director of Trading and Derivatives at the Schwab Center of Financial Research. Let us take a look at how the major US indices performed today. The S&P 500 finished the trading day up by 0.33% at 4,151.32 points. The NASDAQ 100 was up by 0.063%, which is barely changed at 13,087.7%. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average also finished the trading day in the green by 0.3% at 33,987.18. The 10 year Treasury yield was up around 8 basis points and increased to 3.6%. And the VIX was down again today by 7 tenths of a percent and dropped to 16.95, which is the lowest level since, I believe, the end of 2021. The leading sectors of the S&P 500 today were real estate stocks, financials, and industrials. Communication service companies are the losers of Monday's trading day. What has been, uh, what has mainly contributed to rising treasury yields today was not only hawkish talk by Federal Reserve officials, but also an unexpected rise in New York State manufacturing activity. This is a rise of um, activity. Uh, for the first time in five months, according to Bloomberg. Now, let us talk some more about Treasury yields. The S&P 500 increased by 1% in the past five days. The Nasdaq 100 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average increased by 0.36% and 1.2% respectively in the past five days. The reasons why stocks have performed very well in contrast with the recent events in the banking sector are on the one hand the fact that at the beginning markets believed that this would pose a policy implication for the Fed, and on the other hand, equities were supported by the fact that treasury yields significantly declined after, for example, the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. However, since then, treasury yields have risen due to a very strong labor market report, hawkish talk from Fed officials, and the fact that Core inflation still remains very sticky and retail sales only seem to show weaker than expected numbers when you strip out. um, Actually, they they only seem to show weaker than expected numbers if if you look at the overall numbers. So it is kind of similar to what we are seeing in the inflation data. But once you strip out energy out of retail sales, they actually came in stronger than expected. So the decline in inflation, headline inflation, and the overall broad number in retail sales is mostly because of falling energy prices, which, is not, which might not be very representative of where inflation is headed or very representative of the question whether inflation truly is on a sustainable downward trajectory. In order for us to to know whether we are seeing inflation come down, we need to make a lot more progress on core inflation. And Fed officials have have told us um, exactly that many times. Now, um, going back to the Treasury yields, historically, the two-year Treasury yield tends to rise above the level of the final federal funds rate. And um, this is usually the case, um, or was the case in previous interest rate hike cycles by the Federal Reserve. Now, this could essentially mean that the two-year treasury yield could rise above 5%, which would put pressure on equities because rising yields make equities less attractive. And it could also contribute to, contribute to the fact that we are seeing people move their deposits out of big banks because of those treasuries offering higher yields than if you leave your money in deposits. Now, I believe that given the economic data we are receiving and um, Fed officials basically saying that rates need to stay higher for longer, especially for longer than what the markets are currently pricing in, the two-year treasury yield will rise further. And it will be interesting to see how much pressure that really uh, puts on equities, like I said, especially because equities are already pricing in rate cuts by the Fed this year. Now, uh, today has been mostly a quiet day. We have not gotten uh, much economic news today and most of the earnings are going to be coming in tomorrow and uh, throughout the rest of the week. Um, And of course, this podcast will report in great detail about every single one of those. That is it for today's episode of the Krippendruck Stock Market News. New episodes are released every weekday. Have a great evening and see you in the next episode. The bank of 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 bank